you know, a lot of my viewers, a lot of my guests, they they, they usually fail this this quantitative question first. So we go, I have faith in you. Uh-huh. You know the name of the podcast? Damn. I don't. <laughs> that is a very You know what's so funny? What? On the way here, I went to uh to Atom's podcast and I was like, I put in Hero, H E R O. H E E R O to see if I could find it, and it didn't come up. A whole bunch of comic stuff came up, and then I went to Facebook because I deleted my Facebook app yeah. after I found out that they like can clue into our audio and stuff. Yeah. So I went to like my web based Facebook, and I'm locked out of my Facebook because I can't remember my password. And that was all on the way here. And so I do not know the name of the show I'm it's on. It's right all right. There. I have a list, and we'll be showing you the list now. So we're gonna put an X on your face up there. So you're the not people who don't know the name of the podcast, but no day. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Identity Booth, and the booth is down in the crib right now. We in the crib. Like, y'all know we in the crib because this ain't the booth. But as always, I'm trying to bring y'all that exquisite content. And we have a celebrity in the house. Uh-huh. Now, <laughs> a lot of you guys don't understand what it means to be from the motherland. So let me put you on game, okay? We have the one and only, the prophet of the prophecy. <laughs> to tell you about the game. He is a celebrity. He is an athlete. He is a boy all the way from MTV. MTV. Dare I say, we have the great host, Domati Pongo. Give it up. Yo. Hands down the best introduction I've ever received. <laughs> Thank you, bro. No, man, you ain't about to put me on the flattery post because that's all nah, you. That was you forever, forever hosting and posting and always giving. You always yeah. go on the mic. So now yeah. I want you to feel what it feels like to be on the other side. It's crazy. Thank you, man. Bro, thank you for coming. Like, you know, a lot. Of, this probably won't go till like a minute, but a lot mm-hmm. of people always tend to figure out, like, oh, man, he recorded this about six months ago. I remember those time I posted somebody, but like, you, need, you don't even have hair right now in this post. Like, what's going on? <laughs> so, when y'all see this, y'all know, but we on vacation right now. He's on vacation right now. He's doing he's a great favor. So, as always, I'm going to put all this information. Anything you want to plug right now? Uh, yeah, my website, domatee.net. You can check out more of my content. By the time this comes out, I will have updated my website. You can see my old red carpet interviews and the VMA's red carpet, the uh, MTV Movie and TV Awards, and I have a new TV show coming out January 8th, 2020 on MTV. So, we got early plugs. Y'all getting spoilers, <laughs> boy. Y'all here getting the go. pregame. All that information will be in the description below, so make sure you check it out. We'll just jump right into it because, you know, he's a busy man, so I, got, I can't keep him here forever. Like, we got the Jell-O fries and we got all the go but he's not going to keep him here for long. I can feel it. So, we're going to just jump into it. Like, just, you know, all the time, just make sure you're doing okay, man. How's your, how's life treating you? Everything all right? Man, everything is good. I, I, I'm in a space where I'm really, like, sitting and just being content and happy. And slowing down and appreciating the present moment. You know, sometimes it's like high achievers. We okay. don't, yeah. you know, we don't appreciate the present moment. So that's why I am right now, man. I'm good. And who are you? Because a lot of people watching this, like my goal is to get across an uh, audience and viewership for you. So there's a lot of people out there who's probably cut the course. They don't know what's going on. Yeah. Tell us who you are if you had to tell somebody. I appreciate that question, too. Um, I'm, I'm a host at MTV News, uh, but first and foremost... I'm a storyteller who loves African people, the African diaspora, and conscious content, things that elevate the culture. 
And so, uh, you know, MTV News has a show called Need to Know that airs digitally on our MTV, at MTV News' IGTV and our Twitter page. And so that show is my perspective on news stories as they happen throughout the day. Then I also have a show coming out in January 2020. Excellent, excellent. And diving into more who you are. Yeah. You, I, me forever. I've known you since oh, 2003. Uh-huh. So I can say that I know you from an aspect of an American aspect right. and our African aspect. Yeah. Who are those two identities? Yeah, and that's why I said a storyteller too, because even like outside of that, like um, you know, in African culture, we had griots. You know, oral tradition stories were passed down. And before I got into journalism, I was a rapper. I was an MC, and I started thinking about you know as my life evolved and as I got into broadcasting. I was wondering, is it that I love music or is it that I love sharing my perspective, being myself and telling stories? And that's why I call myself a storyteller sometimes more so than a journalist. But in terms of an African, I'm Ghanaian, first generation. I'm a Newe. Yeah. I'm a T Pongo. My last name means workhorse. My first name means the pillar of the family. That's and why I am. There's something really important about that because my audience knows me as Hero, but they, the very few of them know me as Ibrahim. It's so important in African culture to speak with your name into existence and yeah. power, to be the workhorse pillar. Mm. That you literally the foundation and the standing force of your family which mm. is what you are being the first generation mm. you are supporting you are holding the family down right. and you did lay the route that everyone's after you has to follow right right so right. you know when they talk about here Ibrahim Olashini Abdullah the helping hand of God that is a hero that's a hero so it's wow. like you have to respect it so like yeah. y'all I, I, don't get me wrong Daquan is a beautiful name but you could get a good name like too much yeah. and be on some real stuff yeah. you know so that's super important yeah. I really appreciate that so we just gonna dive into the number two yeah. you know we both grew up in African homes you yes. know that's just something that we you can see my shrine this was built by my mom and my dad they dedicated it to me I leave the house but I'm still here growing up in African African American culture but in an African house mm-hmm. tell me how that was because the rule is if you're not an engineer doctor yeah. Mm-hmm. Or some type of scientist figuring out time travel. You got the- my friend. You you are a goat. You are not a doctor, an engineer. You 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 stupid goats. Uh, going with Terrell doing this rapping shit. Man, it was <laughs> it was it was hard. Like um, it was hard trying to. My father's a PhD. He's got his PhD from um, University of Chicago uh, in theology. You know, my mom uh, is, is in healthcare. She's a nurse, RN, and so. My oldest sister's a dentist. The one after her has four degrees, has a master's in nursing and an MBA, and is now now an entrepreneur. But she's, you know, these are our two older sisters. Yeah. All that to say, when even at high school, when I was making music, and after school, spending time in the studio, and what are you doing? You know, are you serious? So I had to make sure I balanced that with, um, as you know, with us in honors classes, with um, you know, academic prowess. When I Left the home, went to school, studied economics. I did everything that I thought my parents wanted to do. They were like, okay, he's not interested in medicine. You know, we went away to an engineering camp together. Yeah. I went away to a two-week uh, medicine healthcare camp before that's supposed to teach you what it was like to be a doctor. And I knew I didn't want to be a doctor sure. because I remember they had some um, doctors in residency come by and speak to us. And they looked so beat down mm-hmm. and tired. And I think the person who 
happened to be speaking to us didn't have a passion for what he was doing. Yeah. But at the time, it registered to me oh. that if I don't absolutely love this extremely difficult work, I won't be happy doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Forget the paycheck, whatever. And so um, I, I, it took me time figuring out what I wanted to do. So I went to school for economics, worked in corporate America for a while, and then quit and just found my way back uh, using a microphone. No, and I speak from a direct experience being on that trip with you and seeing you in class. And I remember some of the conversations that I've had with people like when I was in school or when I was in like, and be like, oh, he has the honors book. I didn't know he was in honors class. And I would look at people like, what you mean? Mm-hmm. I cheat off of his homework. Like, <laughs> what you mean? Like, he, he you flatter me now. I'm, I'm, he said that earlier too. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if Hero actually cheated off look, my, my book, look, but I'll take it. Look, you're going to take every piece of this flattery. Like, yeah, you're the host, man. You the host, so you always used to being flattered and flattering other flattering people. Flattering other people, but See, I'm going to feed you what, you, I, what I, I see. I appreciate but, it. But like, the truth in the matter is like that overbearing consciousness, because that isn't something that uh, you can traditionally say African-American kids who were born and raised here have that sort of pressure on them. Because yeah. while you were at that camp, while we were at the engineering camp, in retrospect, thinking about it now, there were no brothers telling me that stuff. Mm-hmm. These were white men. No, no, not to them. They right. probably had the most, they had the most sincere of intent. But it's very important to see an image of yourself in the future of how you want to see it. Like, and, and, let's, and let's give a little context to that too, because I was... Um, you know, I, I, I was in the streets a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I had a different aesthetic. I didn't look like, I didn't present as intelligent as I was or a- academic as I was. And as people can look at you and look at your skin and judge you, in general, Hero has always been well-spoken. And, you know, the African stereotype was that, oh, he's African, he's smart, he's Nigerian. Like, so I think even, even conventional racists, yeah. Probably gave you the benefit of the doubt at the engineering camp more so than they did me because I was part of hip hop coach. I was sagging my jeans. I was no, uh, yeah. I was still I was yeah. mad rough around the edges as I still am. I so it's like yeah. I think that's something that you held on to and it's important that you hold on to because you never for the rest of your life and onward forward you can always say I was always me. Yeah, there was no exactly. switching up for you. Like I definitely felt the need or pressure to assimilate to a certain degree, like almost to the extent that. Coming from an athletic point, because at that point, I, I, I like TF North a lot for the shelter that it gave me, the sense that I didn't have to worry about certain uh, perspectives of like racism coming from the outside world. But there was always something that always bothered me, which was just my sheer size. Mm. Like standing next to somebody could make that person feel uncomfortable, yeah. even if I didn't know that they were around. So I developed early on an idea of my own spatial awareness. When I'm walking around the corner with no blind spot to me, I slow down subconsciously because me running into someone could cause them pain. Period. So, like, I've always had this mindset that you have to be cognizantly aware of everything that's going on around you because you are registered as a weapon on some people's scale. Real talk. I can only imagine that spatial awareness is a is a very that's a key way to put it because I feel like when I was navigating corporate, corporate America, I had the same awareness, but I didn't have the size that you have. So I, want, I always want I always want to ask like tall people this: Do you ever feel like, or did you have a moment where? You felt yourself physically shrinking to make people comfortable, or have you always been erect and stand tall as you do today? And I think, I think it's a for me, especially coming here from the medical standpoint. When I have a new patient, I need them to feel open enough to speak to me. So if that means I have to lower my standard expectations of what it means to be 
approachable mm. to save their life, I will do that. That is a consequence of wanting to help people. You have to help them their way. So I think one of the things that I'll do early and often is show that, yeah, I want to help you and I want to do whatever it takes to get your, your help to the maximum of its capability. Mm-hmm. But I want to say it in a way that you feel confident in my ability to do that. Right, right. So if you know me, you know who I am, you know how I stand, you know how I talk, you know how I approach you. But if you're not sure about that or there's some doubt, then you have to come meet me on that because right. I've... I've long stopped uh, pronouncing myself to my peers. Like, if you don't know who I am by now, then you hired someone that you weren't prepared for, so I question your ability to judge. That's right. So, ah. right, right. So, your peer, you're your full self to your, yeah. to your patient. You have a short amount of time to get their trust, so you're willing to. Yeah, definitely. It's not like. It's not like the person I'm talking to on that bed has a swastika on their chest. These are people who just had their loved ones have a heart attack or their little child is crying and they don't know why and they're looking for someone to give them an answer. And to that extent, that's what I'm trying to do. So whatever makes them more at ease to allow me to help them, I'm going to present to them. Because like at the end of the day, it's not going to be the thing on my report card isn't going to be the family felt uncomfortable they didn't trust you it's going to be your patient lived or died right, right. and that's it for that's me. it and that, that's the ultimate goal like there is no like going back from there there's no drinking that off there's you killed somebody right that's right no excuse yeah see and I always wanted to know that because even I'm, like, I'm not a tall guy I'm not a short I'm average height and you was, was awesome to be- <laughs> I'll let you go. Man, you just made yourself up. I was terrible at football. <laughs> I was like, I was the, the heart heartbeat behind the team. Like, I was, I was a good addition because I made the locker room feel good. As far as on the field, take it or leave it. I wasn't, I wasn't good. I wasn't bad. But I, you know, I mean, you know, if I got, if I hurt myself, nobody would cry. But um, but now nah, I always wanted that because I'm not even a big guy, but. I'm always conscious of the size that I take up in in spaces, or especially if I'm talking to white women at work, making sure I modulate my volume so I don't sound too aggressive. And I'm like, it's crazy as as I can only imagine what it's like for a six, what, six, three, six, four six, guy. Six, three, three hundred pounds. You like, know what I'm saying? I literally was his nurse. I got her name Sophie. I can I can say her name on the podcast because she she watches the podcast. We have rules on the podcast. I didn't tell you. Rule number one, don't use names unless they're gonna watch the podcast or they've been on the podcast. Rule two, don't give out locations. Rule three, don't talk about you. Something my mom made up. I don't know. I don't ask questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, that, uh, it's a, an African dude. Yeah, don't exactly. tell people what you are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, that is. Use it against you. Yeah. Curse your food, then what? And Sophie was terrified of me, and she was terrified of me because of what she heard about me. She's like, oh, he's this real big guy. He doesn't say anything. He always, he's always in a room. He doesn't ask for anything. He's very short with people. And she heard all these buildups, and when she was in the OR with me, I asked her, what music do you want to listen to? She's like, oh, whatever you want to listen to. I said, I don't listen to music. And she was like, okay, that's fine. I was like, Sophie, there's going to be a dead body in here, me, and then you. I'm pretty sure you want something to liven up your day. And she was just like, no, seriously, everything's fine. I just don't want to cause any trouble. And I was like, Sophie, are you are you afraid of me? Mm. And I start raising my voice. And she's like, no. Like, what? I was like, no, no, your voice is cracking. I think you're afraid of me. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, don't get teary-eyed. Hear this. If I saw me 
at the end of an hour, dark alleyway, I would turn around. <laughs> and she starts laughing. And I was like, you get it? You get my drift now? This is who I am. Talk to me. You want... The worst that happened is already on the table. Mm. And it kind of made her feel like, from that point on, you know, you got the you got the work wife. So she, Sophie's my work wife. And now, and she knows, anybody mess with her, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a hero. That's right. And we're going to ride on you. Right, but right, right. She knew from that day on, like, anyone who says something like, oh, here was a little, this and that. She's like, no, you just don't know her. Yeah. She, she becomes an ally. Yeah. You have to build your ally. You have to build your ally. So yeah. I'm not afraid of going up to people and giving them the business. Right. Like you gonna like me whether you don't. Like you've decided you're gonna like me I, I, long when, before. before you walk into I walk into the room. But when it's time to save lives, I need to know that you can save lives. So that's what I'm focused on. I love this. this Number three. Yes, sir. And I like this one because I want to see. I want. I really want to gauge your creativity. This can be uh, for anyone, living, dead, or a uh, future artist, whatever. Mm-hmm. If there was an artist that you wanted to work with, better or alive? As a musician? As a musician? Or, or, or in, in terms of creating any content with them? Let's go both. Let's go, okay, and, and to let the listeners know, as you say, like, he was calling me a celebrity, but I'm sure a lot of people haven't heard of me yet. Uh, but I used to be a rapper, a musician. Uh, before you know, before I got into journalism, yeah, he so. still is. Yeah, I said, yeah, you never lose that. You never lose that passion. But so, uh, in any way, let me see. I would want to, and this feels cliche because everybody loves him now that he's passed on. But I, I was a big fan of Nipsey Hussle before he died, and so I would, I would work with Nipsey Hussle. What I would do specifically is I play a game of chess with him. He's a chess player, and we'd have a conversation about life and strategy over a game of chess. That's what I was so, doing. If I could bring him back, I can allow myself to show my ignorance because I, yeah. I didn't under, I didn't know what an impact Nipsey Hussle was mm-hmm. to our community until he was gone. Which is, which is consequently the the situation most most we find most of the time is when we lose our black heroes, we realize we had a black hero. Yeah. So, like reading up and learning about him, and then even hearing about the trajectory, because you know, for every peak, someone's going to try and drag you to the valley. Mm-hmm. And hearing what some people would say about him, well, what if he was all about this? Why would he do this? And if he was all about this, why would he rap about this? Like, don't you dare sit here and tell me that someone's art is a reflection of who they are as a person, mm-hmm. is a reflection of how they want the world to see yeah. their ideas. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a great one, and yeah. just the fact that you prefer to not necessarily produce with him, but more of a strategy of life with him. Yeah. Because I didn't know he played chess, and that's something you know. Yeah, and your, human beings are so complex. There's so many different sides. It's like we talk about the different sides to us. Mm-hmm. You know, I had times he, he was Eritrean too. So oh. first gen, Nipsey Hussle was first gen, and so he had this this perspective, like with with an Eritrean father. And then growing up in LA, getting into gang life, trying to find a way to get out of gang life. And what was so remarkable about me to him, um, about him to me, was that he uh, started hustling mixtapes, you know, just from the ground level up. Created this proud to pay campaign where he charged a hundred dollars for a mixtape. Mm-hmm. And so, if you are a Nipsey Hustle fan, music is free right now. I'm gonna flip it on its head. I'm gonna charge you a hundred dollars because if you invest in me, I get to buy everything else I need to do to do what I do. Yeah. Jay Z bought mad copies of that hundred dollar mixtape to invest in Nipsey Hustle. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? And then Nipsey st- started this store called the Marathon Marathon Clothing Store, which was a smart store. And he met this tech entrepreneur named Idris Sandu who is a Ghanaian techie who's like in his early 20s, who uh, has been 
uh, credited by Forbes magazine. It's just a remarkably intelligent dude. Met this guy, came to him humbly and said, yo, I would love if I could pick your brain about a few things. And it just tells a story about how he was just surprised at how this imposing gangster figure was so humble and like and really intelligent and uh, eloquent in how he spoke to him. And the guy created this smart store, which basically meant that when I went to the store, when I went to LA, Nipsey was still alive at the time, but he wasn't at the store. Um, you can put your phone up to an article of clothing in the store and a Nipsey video that corresponds with the song will automatically play through the app. And Idris set this up for him. And I thought that that was so innovative. And so I would, I would love to talk to him about the strategy behind those types of initiatives. No, that is amazing. That is time. <laughs> I knew you would appreciate that. Yeah. Specifically. I knew you would appreciate yeah. that, bro. So, like, boot, like, so if that's, a, like, from that's the strategy point, so then what about the music aspect for artists that you would want to just... Oh, that I want to... Right, right, right. Who would I want to make music with? I can make music with anyone. It would have to be somebody who could... Like would make me challenge myself as far as wordplay goes, and who could also help me with melody. Because sometimes I'm so rappy, rap, rap, I don't think much about melody. And I think the perfect person for that would be Black Thought from the Roots. He has this song called Conception, and he's singing on the chorus, and he's just so dope. It's uh, and, and he What's goes, the name of the song? Conception. You know, and and the words, the lyrics are so like. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a poignant it's a poignant record, and um, if I can make a song with him like that, man. Who's the one person you're looking forward to interviewing the most, dead or alive? Hmm. I don't know if I want to do an interview with him so much as I want to have a three-hour conversation with Will Smith. Really? Yes. What's the what's the story behind that? Will Smith is such an interesting thinker. And he like, he believes in the law of like manifestation in the way that I do too. And there have been times when I've thought up or conjured up my future and then I've seen it happen. And he talks about this a lot. And he's uh yeah, he's just, he's just really, he's really inspirational to me. You know, I can, I can dig that vibe because Jaden and Will, uh, Will are two extraordinary young people doing yeah. some amazing things. She was just in D.C. right mm -hmm. before I got here. So she was playing at the film when I saw the like tail end of her show. And it, she's just so passionate about seeing her fans. Right. Like, sw sweating, thirsty, mm -hmm. clearly tired and exhausted, hugging everybody who, who stayed afterwards to see her. And I was just like, you know, that's such a positive energy and like, you know, Jaden with the whole water and feeding people and it's just like the fact that when they brought the cameras, he was just like, I didn't ask for you guys to be here. Right. This isn't, these people are on their luck, down on their luck, and you want to film that? Like, he challenges the world to be a better place. Mm -hmm. And he did an anime on Netflix, and I watched it. It was a little quirky. It was out of my way. But I said to myself, I'm going to watch all these episodes just because you made it, bro. And as a person who creates art, like, you don't have to necessarily like that person's art. But you have to understand how important it is to support these people in their endeavors because we don't get that many chances. Superman's been the poster boy for 80 years, and it's not my accident. That's right. You need to get other people up there. So yeah. I enjoy seeing it. But and so, yeah, so you know from his children that 
that will has, has, to, has be, to be has to make that type sense of guy. Like that. Yeah. yeah, and, and like he, you know, he has this show called Bucket List where he's, you know, as he approaches fifty, is trying to knock things off his bucket list. And yeah. You learn with him and grow with him. It's just interesting. And I like this idea of I love creatives who traverse in different different disciplines. Mm. Like Will was a rapper, yeah, an actor. Now he's a content creator and an executive producer of basically his Instagram page, which has become his own TV show. It has. And then their home has become Red Table Talk. Yeah. You know, moving in those different spaces is just remarkable to me. And, and you know, I, I just really want to... I, 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 I'm challenged by that too. You know, I have so many different things that I want to do, so many things that I'm working on. And uh, sometimes we get in our heads about how to brand it, how to put it out there. So yeah. if I interview Will Smith, it'd be dope. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> All right, so now we're you're you're at this point in your life where you've you you've beaten the odds, to say the least. Like mm-hmm. there are things that you have accomplished that people in their full lifetime would never be able to do. Like I tell, I say that with double thing. We're thinking about the concepts of graduating having multiple forms of revenue that have all sufficed to survive to helping you survive in this world to now doing something that you're passionate about what is next you almost made me proud you see this my eyes water. I ain't gonna lie this man right here I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking I'm not being funny I'm not, I'm not, my eyes are water. but yeah Bro, I, like, I, what's let, next? Me, let me let me, <laughs> let me tell y'all something like y'all know what, like true context this is something like 10 years in the making it's not like I've talked to you like I'm an adult friend of like, we, I am his adult friend. That yes. means if he needed something in a heartbeat and he had the nerve to call me to do it, that means it's that important. I have to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to call him and check on him every day. I probably miss a few birthdays. But we have been, he has seen me sweat. He has seen me cry. Right, right. He has seen me lose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. He has seen me at my worst. I, I, I sometimes wonder if people who see me at the, my best deserve that. People like him do. Because he knows what the worst of me is. So, like, raw emotions can be shown. And it's only going to be shown when you have a certain appreciation for who it's coming from. from. So. You you hit the nail on the head, bro. Hit the nail on the head. Man, what's next is uh, I'm working on a film about Black identity and the relationship between Africans and African Americans. There's a short run of it, like a sizzle reel of some of what we're working on and thinking through on my website at uh, domatee.net <clears throat> slash Ghana. So you guys can check that out. But uh, I hope to release it on some platform uh, in 2021. Um, but that's that's what's next. So <clears throat> filmmaking. Um, yeah, man. And then uh, I want to get, I want to drop an EP probably that year or two, maybe 2021. You know, release some music. So, uh, but this, this more in the more immediate future, uh, I really want to dominate um, the way I tell stories. I really want to master uh, the art of, of journalism and, and really tell the stories that matter. So. And you're a professional at it. I, this is something like my podcast and everything that I do. I'm I'm such I'm such a rookie, but I've literally seen the behind scenes of your setup and how you have a six man crew with you at all times. <laughs> like it's really impressive. And I say to myself, like man, like how dope? Yeah. How dope do you have to be? Like I, I'm, I'm pre-production, post-production, on-site production, yeah. and if anything works right now, that's the end of the podcast. Right, <laughs> but that's that's the only way though. 
that's the only way you even get to that space. Because I tell, I tell like a lot of journalism students right now, mm-hmm. they're always, you know, vying for these jobs, these internships, etc. If no one listens to your podcast, I had a podcast called Brainstorming Dome Team. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people listen to it. Not that many. But um, I super served the 10 who were, and it served as a public resume. <clears throat> and now when I'm in post-production, I can get really specific about how I want my stuff edited. Yeah, I can, you know, I've written so I can tell the writers what I would like to see. You know, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's imperative to have that. If you don't have that, you skip those steps. Then you're at the the behest of whoever is doing it for you, you or whatever production company like. And I, I'm, I'm rather selfish. Eric is a co-host on this podcast whenever he's with it. And he's he's always asking me, hey, bro, I'll take care of some of that. And it's just like, nah. Uh-huh. I'm, it's almost like a form of fun choy for me. It gets me in my zone. It's a it's a pastime for me. Gotcha. Like I, I literally told myself the only way I would probably give up like medical practice is if I could just become a full time editor. If that was something I could do, because I just really? have, I have so that. much fun with it. Just like being right. able to just create constantly, or like whenever someone wants to start a YouTube page and they come and be like, "Hey, how'd you do it?" I'm like, "This is the steps. This, you just need the fi- iPhone five and iPhone six. Yeah. You're good to go." Yeah. And people are like. No, seriously, I saw what you did. Yeah, but like, yeah, don't look at what I'm doing. Yeah, build up your your level up. And just just do yeah, the don't thing. Don't go to the yeah. boss. Yeah. You don't go to the boss first. You're gonna take your steps and all those things. Yeah. So that's career wise, which yeah. is lovely. You know, right. financial stability gives you the ability to now work into the second aspect of the question. What about the social life? Mm. With so much work, I know you work constantly. And I work so you work so damn hard that you wake up late to have fun. So what Ooh. does it take for you? What was what's next as far as your social life? Are you looking at marriage? Are you looking at situations <laughs> that might give you happiness outside of work? The reason why I teared up earlier is because I feel like this trip was the first time in a long time that I really sat down and reflected and what allowed someone to say. Because I don't feel like I've made it, but allowed someone to say, you've made it. You know what I'm saying? And, and receiving it and not like deflecting and really just. And so part of my social life has been allowing my friends to pour into me and to celebrate with me. And so this time around, I've just been kicking it with I kick with my family, my sisters. My family's really tight knit. But as far as like my extended friends, friends I haven't seen in years, just really linking back up with them and putting things back in perspective about the fact that we're doing what we dreamt of doing when we were 16 years old, when we were five years old, like that, that is something. So that, that alone has been like replenishing me. And, and I think, you know, I, I don't go to therapy. I probably should, but I've been reading a lot and trying to understand and unpack some of my, you know, behaviors that I thought were just, uh, you know, nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. And after doing that, I've realized that because we have parents that have imposed on us these really high expectations, yeah. We've internalized that and put them on ourselves. So when I look at my show, you know, people are like at MTV News, and I'm like, well, how do I get MTV at a space where it was, you know, maybe 20 years ago? Mm-hmm. And is that successful if this platform isn't as relevant to our generation as it was to generations past? Or if you don't have a million views on XYZ, is that success? If mm-hmm. Are you impacting people? And then now I switch from a quantitative view of success to a qualitative one. Who am I impacting? Who am I inspiring? When I talked about 
you know, Summer Walker dealing with anxiety. And I got those comments back where people said they felt seen because someone understood what it's like to deal with anxiety and have to have a public facing career and have to be uh, like, and that story affected them and it just felt, they felt seen. Yeah. You know, that matters. When somebody inboxes me and says, so many messages that I don't share, but like, so that somebody inboxes me and says, man, um, you know, I, I got the, I, I started off doing things just the way you did. And I feel like it can actually happen for me. Like, just thank you. Just, you haven't done anything aside from just be you. And that's an inspiration to me. And that those type of things mean, okay, I'm successful. And I've been receiving messages like that for the past few years. And, you'll and I haven't eternalized it. But I can yeah. receive them. It, yeah. It's in, it's almost, uh, it's a conversation I had with one of our other brothers, Piggy. Uh, uh, Piggy talked about how he, he, Piggy, is our brother. He's worked. He's working in our school from our high school, and he's working with kids who have been disenfranchised, yeah. who are looking for ways to get into the community or get out of certain situations. And he sometimes struggles with that situation. Yeah. And I was trying to tell him, like, you know, you just got to keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. The, the amount of care and effort you put into just being you mm-hmm. is a reflection on everyone you touch and walk past. Right. Because a sign of respect. And every time they see you and you show them respect that they never received anywhere else, mm-hmm. it, it adds to the puzzle. Right. And eventually they'll come to you. So, like, when I see the, the, the seven-year-old misspelling words writing into the comic book talking about, I, I like this action. It's just right, like, right, right. I want to see your comic book yeah. one day, kid. And it's just like, I didn't know I could make a comic book. Sure you can. Yeah. Why, why not? You ever think about this, man? This is out-of-body stuff. Like, I was looking at... um. Like, you know, you look at interviews of successful people and things, and they say, you know, you know, how'd you get to do what you do, you know? And they'll say, yeah, I saw this guy on TV, and he said X, Y, Z, and that's what I knew. You ever think about, I, and I always wonder if the people who inspired the greatest people that we know, I wonder if they know that they are the person who inspired them, if that makes sense. Oh, like, what oh, if... That's 4D chess right there. You hear me? They, they'll never know. Like, imagine if somebody's a kid has been watching you and maybe has gone to you know improving an art and won an art scholarship or did something great and you don't even know that you were the impetus for that that's amazing to think about (laughs) i can see a little bit of reflection of that just like you know i was in stem and i was a stem leader so like Mm -hmm. i was uh, when i was a senior in college at my hbcu uapb Mm -hmm. uh and we and we finished with our grade. I had 60 kids. They all graduated. And then, like, four years later, I see, like, I walk past them in the hospital, and I feel someone pull my, like, scrub. And I'm like, yes? And I'm like, hero. And I'm like, oh, no. Did I yell at you later? <laughs> like, no, no. It's me from STEM. And it's like, yeah. You're a help? Like, yeah, because I saw you doing it. I was just like. Whoa. So you you do get to bump back into the, you do run into that and yes. as long as, and this is this is gonna be this I'm, I'm I'm telling you now since you're talking about manifestation mm-hmm. it's gonna be the guy who's struggling down on his luck looking to land his first big interview and he's gonna be like well I, I watched your video and right. now I get to interview you so right. it's like full circle for me this is the greatest that. so like that's how it's gonna work for you I'm that's calling I'm calling into existence right Come now on, man. but the last question alright we we, we we all track we all style talk to me about something you are passionate about seeing or getting more eyes on in the world like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things going on in our world right now mm-hmm. what is something you're passionate about and want to see more people listening to or or sing in 
today's world. I want people to see more black unity across the globe. There are more people of color on the planet than there are people from European descent. And, you know, I love my brothers and sisters of European descent. It's not a knock to them, but that their hold on people who don't look like them is, is has been too injurious. And we have we are too we're too brilliant, we're too powerful to have Europeans raping Africa the way they do. And I want black I want a Southside, a kid from South South Chicago to feel as connected to Ghana as these Irish boys feel, you know, entitled to a job on the police force in Chicago. And so what I want to see more of is um is people from the African diaspora, whether they're in Brazil, Chicago, Botswana, or Nigeria, to know that we're all one and that um we can move throughout the world with the same sense of ownership that some of our white counterparts do. You know, I, I said it about in uh, 2015 when the Afrobeat started making its mainstream wave, I said this will lead into a bigger wave of production for us in general. Music is always going to be the guiding force for people. People, uh, mm, they, they hummed while they picked cotton and it slowly turned into battle cries as they ran away and then it turned into man down as they confirmed kills. Mm. So, it's a building force and it's not going to happen overnight but uh, what's going on in Hong Kong is a perfect example yeah. of what you want to see could you imagine having a group of people hold China by the balls mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and not even one person there's no identity for this group mm -hmm. they have no leaders they have no firepower they have no amounts of force they just stand and chant yeah. and they're able to hold a country at a standstill. No airplanes, no imports, no exports. Yeah. They are they have everyone at the mercy and then they hold a whole entire nation such as China yeah. at their mercy. They're afraid to cross the border. Yeah. It's not because they're extremely violent, it's because they have a level of passion which is a poor man is tired of being poor, so he's ready to die. Mm -hmm. And once you have that mentality or mindset, you fear nothing. So that growth and confirmation, that's something you definitely want to see and to think about it. To be the motherland of the of birthplace of every mineral ideology and stand and even forming religion in some aspects, you would think that you would be able to find anything and everything you ever wanted or need in Africa. In Africa. So why go anywhere else? Uh, my brother just got back from there uh, last year and he talked about- Nigeria? How, yeah. Mm. And he talked about how, yo, we need to go there and build a football field. Hmm. American football field? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He says, I'm walking around people- Six three, six four, looking like you, no meat on the bones. We need to get him in the gym. Mm -hmm. He says, "You down for that?" I said, "Yeah, we can build one right in front of the family house." Uh -huh. So mm -hmm. we have to figure it out, and we will figure yeah. it out. Yeah, but for the that's what we do. But just for the meantime yeah. and in between, I love thank that. you guys so much yeah. for joining us. You thank know, you, man. We made it. We made it through the episode. Camera's still going. We we here, we, nothing, bro. Nothing, bro. Like you good. You good. You good? <laughs> but like, don't Thank you so much for coming out. Man, girl, just I appreciate you so much. All your friends should be down there, but just give it out to the people one more time so they know where they can find you. Yes, please follow me on socials. Uh, Domiti D O M E T I underscore is the Instagram and the Twitter, and uh, you'll see the stories that we're talking about on MTV News. Follow at MTV News. You'll see those stories, and uh, my website is D O M E T I dot net. Domiti dot net. And um, man, I got a really, really dope show coming out, uh, the top of 2020. 
investigative journalism piece that's coming out on MTV News is uh, on MTV News like TV proper. Like right now it's digital. I've been working on this show for two years, and um, I'm so excited for it to finally no, see the light. Definitely. Like that. Once, like I'm gonna be all over that. You guys gonna know about it as soon as I know about it. But for the most part, like I said, uh, this is documentary. You guys know what I'm all about. We liking, we sharing, we giving everybody who gives you. You know, this has been a giving year, and especially in such. Uh, the the, the chaos and turmoil that's been going on right. it's super important for you to find the people that you can talk to about some things that have been on your mind and on your chest because you don't really know how much you miss something until it's gone that's right. so like for everything is worth man I hope you guys are enjoying yourselves this holiday season I hope you're making someone smile out there and you know just continue to take care of yourselves but for me to you my name is Cheryl most of that English and we have our lovely guest here go on team go. we in the building we in the booth and we about to exit out so I'll see you guys later uh, if all this works <laughs> if all this works you guys will see later but we out oh